Okay, welcome back all of you interactive fiction gamers to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by my beautiful wife, Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing the 2022 British horror thriller film, Choose or Die. It has no tagline. It, say it, Katie. Choose or die. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hit that music. everyone this is episode 19 of the fifth annual halloween screamathon <laughs> <laughs> katie told me this story we won't get into it but uh unless you want to but she a told friend me- of mine has a tattoo that is uh this like it says different words right side up and upside down and it's on his uh shoulder like his or, or his forearm not forearm whatever the fuck that's called upper shoulder and uh when you look at it and his arm is down it says life when he puts his arm up it says death and we were at some like retreat or some shit and someone was making fun of him because of his tattoo and they just yelled life or death like that it was a life or death and (laughs) it's just for like 15 years it's been hilarious to me and she said it once, and I was like, that's the coolest thing you have said today. <laughs> and so anytime there's some movie or some sentence that says or, and it's either death or die, something bad at the end, I'm always just like, cake or death. And yeah. so I do it. <laughs> it's very, like, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, it makes me fucking laugh. Uh, Same. <laughs> so... Today, we're doing a movie that we have been just quietly skimming over for a very long time. I mean, this came out, I say it's been a long time, it came out last year. <laughs> but we've done a whole season of the Halloween Screamathon since. It actually came out before the Halloween Screamathon of last year. Yeah. And so it is a pretty spiffy little film that Netflix um, helped distribute from. From across the pond. Now, like I say this all the time, foreign horror out there in the world, other countries, they come up with some really spiffy, cool, spooky ideas. Now, sometimes spooky is just fucking scary, and sometimes it's creepy. Like, Terrified, that's a good fucking scary movie. It blows my mind how good that was. Fucking chef's kiss. I jumped way too much. and Terrified is so good. Yeah, I need a part two so fucking bad. For real. So... With this film, for the uninitiated, Choose or Die, formerly titled Cursor. But this story is about a college student named Kayla dealing with the effects of a video game, an interactive fiction computer game called Cursor. 
and how she has to keep playing the game and she has to keep choosing or dying. Or, no, she has, she to, has keep to keep choosing, choosing or she will die. Or she will die. And, and so it's Kayla and her friend Isaac trying to uncover what the fuck this game is. Trying to win. And how to stop it or win. Now, this one has a couple of really cool faces and voices in it. Uh, our boy, I got this from a podcast many, many years ago when Asa Butterfield was in... Ender's Game? Ender's Game. Uh, the podcast, they were like, hey, Asa Butterfield's in it. Little old Asa Butterfield. And I, anytime I see him, he's a grown man. I'm like, little old Asa yeah. Butterfield. That man is like 25 yeah. now, and he's still little old Asa Butterfield. I... Love me some Asa Butterfield. And it might be 80% of the reason because he was in a show and his name was Otis. And he has done embarrassing things and it hurt me by proxy. <laughs> I hurt for him. Now, it might be an Otis thing. I don't know what it was. But when his penis was on a giant screen at the school and he was trying his best to get it off and it just cycled through all the pictures, I covered my face watching... <laughs> the scene and katie's like oh my god you feel so bad for him I'm like that hurts he was so otis was so embarrassed it, for asa butterfield in that moment hurt. i was like otis what are you doing bud oh my gosh uh, if you haven't already you should watch sex education it's, it's fantastic very good but you know i haven't shown my dick to a lot of people like that but fuck it hurt it hurt to see but i was like that's another otis in media that's my boy you know otis from sex ed and the cow from barnyard those two of my favorite otises so and Robert Unglund. That name sounds familiar. Yes, the voice of Freddy fucking Krueger. The voice and body of Freddy Krueger. Except that one movie that really sucked. So they got him to do his very creepy voice in this movie. Now, I, like I said, just keep giving him stuff. Him and Tony Todd, they have the best voices in the, in the world right now. Let him do everything. Hey, I need a voicemail. Let me do it. I have a scary voice. Awesome. <laughs> so... Katie, what did you think about Choose or Die? I went into this movie not... Hmm. I went into this movie expecting it to be bad um, because the reviews online of this movie are bad. Like, it has a 4.1 or something on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes and yeah, like a 4.2 or something on IMDb. It wasn't a good rating. It has really bad ratings. And I got to the other side of this movie and was legitimately pissed like i turned to otis and was like what the fuck is wrong with rotten tomatoes and imdb that was fantastic and i say that about a lot of movies because i if you've been here for a while i like movies generally it's hard for me to say this movie fucking suck don't watch it i will enjoy any movie that can pull me into it and this movie did a fucking fantastic job there are creative aspects of this film that I have never seen done before in a movie, um, which made me upset, which helped make me upset about why the ratings were so low. Like, this did not, does not deserve to have, like, a four-point-something rating. This should be at least six or seven stars, Yeah, in my opinion. At least. I would probably give it eight or nine, because, like I said, I just like movies. Katie beat me to it. This movie, and, like, I am not the biggest fan of Rotten Tomatoes. I think that it's a very shitty way to tell people that a movie's good or not. Same. You should just, if you're interested in the trailer, you should watch a movie. You know, if I follow the ratings of 
this group of dickheads, there are a lot of movies I would not have watched and I would not have enjoyed. You know, uh, fucking Hatchet, those don't get rated high. And some of my favorite movies of all time. Now, I absolutely adored this movie and I have never seen, I've seen something moderately close to this and we're actually going to review it later, a video game based horror movie. But I liked the kills, the, the sadistic game and how it just forced you to make, not even choose or die, just really bad decisions. Every choice was bad. And it's just like, do you want to eat glass or shit out? Poison. I'm like, God damn, they both suck. I'm like, yeah, choose or die, dickhead. You know, yeah, pick I, a shitty one. Yeah, I loved it. The characters, I, I really dug them. The character, the main character, Kayla, she felt real. You know, she was in a situation where she didn't have a lot of money and her mom was not there all the way mentally and physically. And she is just hungry mentally and physically for money and and love and she is just trying her best to stay afloat and the allure of beating a game and getting the prize money comes up she gets into it and then the game is like haha i'm gonna try to kill you and so i really dug it it was really really cool now i feel some people went into this movie with some type of expectations or sometimes what happens is the reviewers aren't actual fans of horror and they watch it and they're like, I didn't get it. It was stupid. It was a game that tries to kill you. That's dumb. Three points. And it's like, wait, Tama, bro, this is a, a really cool idea. That's why with horror and sometimes comedies, I don't really look at reviews because there are some movies like Sausage Party. I feel the reviews weren't that high of that movie. I'm sure the reviews were trash. But Katie and I were in the theater, and I haven't laughed as much at an adult video like that in a hot-ass minute. That was fucking fun. So, I give this a thumbs up. Katie gives a thumbs up. Bella, she, she liked it. She laid there and watched it. This bad boy's on Netflix. Please give it a shot. Uh, I, The director, Toby Meekins... Please, keep it up, man. It was a great idea. So, we'll get through the story pretty quick. Uh, this bad boy runs for 84 minutes. So, like I said, like it's the usual timing. Usually 10 more minutes for horror movies. Gets in and gets the fuck out. So, this is our synopsis for Choose or Die. So, we meet up. Even in the credits, you hear voiceovers and things. But we meet up with Hal. Uh, he's a married man, and he's got a very shitty family. His son sounds like a real piece of work, and his wife seems annoyed with how how lives his life and how he just is ignoring them and just goes into his office to play video games and his 80s music. No one likes anything that he does. So Hal receives a copy of an interactive fiction computer game. So interactive fiction is the old school version for a lot of games so it it'd be like a game like uh katie you wake up in a tavern and it's like i look around well to your left is a shiny door made of gold and to your right is a hole with an alligator next to it what do you do katie's like uh i throw a piece of meat at the alligator and so it's like that it's all procedural you have to use your mind and you know really try to work out all the points but that's the type of game it is so he's playing this game called cursor 
And he doesn't think anything of it. It's just some old school 80s game and he's all about the music. And he has one of the sweetest posters for Nightmare on Elm Street on his wall. And I want that fucking poster real bad. So while he's playing, things around him start disappearing and appearing. The game asks him, does he want another beer or is he just going to play the game? He's like, I want another beer. And a second beer appears by his hand. And he's like, well, this is really weird. And then the game starts asking him questions. Like his son's tongue or his wife's... Ears. Yeah. Which one? Choose or die? And he starts to get pains from not deciding. And then he picks his son's tongue. He heads outside and sees his wife cut his son's tongue out. Then the game tells him, congratulations. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll play round two. And the credits hit. And I was like, oh shit, this game is like warping reality around you to hurt people. So a couple months later, we meet up with Kayla. She's working as a overnight cleaner to pay for school, life, food, her mom, because her mom is a drug addict after the death of their son. Now we learn this a little bit later out of context clues and certain phrases and little video recordings we hear but the son passed away from reasons i'll bring up later and so the mom thea has not gotten past that and i get that loss is so different to different people now she has tried to cope with this by using drugs and so kayla is trying her best to make enough money to keep her mom and herself afloat because the landlord or rent collector named Lance, he's also the drug dealer of this building, is just hovering over Kayla and says like, hey, if you don't have enough money for the month, I know a couple of ways I can make sure you pay your rent. She's like, get the fuck away from me and my mom. And he's like, hey, sooner or later, we'll talk. And it's like, oh man. So the world is just slowly getting closer around Kayla. Feel for it, really. So she has a friend named Isaac, a big old nerd. It's Ace Butterfield. He's a big old computer nerd. And he's working on his own video game. So while hanging out with Isaac after work, Kayla, she finds out a game called Cursor has a prize of $125,000 if you can make it through the game, if you can solve the problem. So they call the number and there's a recorded message by Robert Ungland saying that, hey, and when you complete the game, insert the number code at the end and you win the money. So Kayla accepts the challenge thinking it'll be easy because, I mean, no one's probably solved it by now and this was in the 80s, so we can get this money. So Kayla starts playing the game that night at a cafe while waiting on Isaac and she figures out that this game is very sadistic. So her choice is either she has the waitress clean up the broken glass that was caused by the game or die. Which one do you want, Kayla? And she's like, well, clean up the glass. And then the waitress starts eating the broken glass. And she's like, I can't stop. This glass is so yummy. And then the game's like, hey, good job. I'll see you next, uh, you know, the next day. And I'm going to torture somebody else. <laughs> uh, Kayla she destroys the tape she's like i don't need this in my life this is fucking creepy she tells isaac and just like any best friend in a horror movie isaac does not believe her at first 
if Katie ran up to me, no, I know Katie a little too long, so I would know there's some type of truth to it. You know, if she ran up to me and said, I played this game, and the game made me almost kill somebody when I was sitting at Arby's, and I'm like, that's a lot, you know? But I'd be like, something... You know, as a doppelganger, because I would never go to Arby's. I know, but I don't know, sure. <laughs> that's the first fucking restaurant I've No, I know, I, I know. If I said I was at Arby's, you better fucking kill that person I'm, in front of me. That's what I'm you. saying. If either one of us is at Arby's, we're... No, those are clones. Yeah, I was at Arby's. I had like three sandwiches and gunshot. Like, nah, I just don't eat at Arby's. (laughs) Arby's or death, I choose death. Man, I'd start crying. (laughs) Fuck, man. Arby's sucks. Yeah, eat this patty melt or fucking die, man. Just pull the fucking trigger, trigger, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So the next night while she's working at her overnight job of cleaning, her mom calls her for help. And so, Kayla discovers that Cursor, the game, has forced her mom into this next round, and a gigantic rat has broken into their apartment complex, and is systematically looking for the mom to kill. And so, the choices that Kayla has, she's actually controlling the rat. At first, she thinks she's moving her mom across the room, but no, every place she chooses is where the rat goes next to look for the mom. And she tells her mom, you're going to have to jump out the window, chief. And they live at least four stories up because she was walking up a big set of stairs. The mom dives out and she hurts herself. So she's in the hospital. So later on, Kayla heads to Isaac's apartment and they now, you know, with Isaac on her side, believing this a little bit more, they try to discover what the fuck is with this game. So they sort out the code and they find out that the game was coded in an unknown language. And so they tried to bend the rules a little bit to try to figure out how to interact with it. And so the next night, Isaac is pulled into the game. And there are two doors, red or blue. They head through the blue door because the red one, as Isaac puts his ear to it, he just hears, die. And he's like, well, not going through that fucking door. (laughs) That door said die. So they head through the door and they end up at a pool. And so we find out that Kayla's little brother died because he, what, just drowned at a public pool, right? Yeah. And it seems like Kayla probably wasn't watching the kids. She says that she looked away just for a little bit. And, And hey, man, when kids feel like not being safe and killing themselves in the silly sense not they actually want to die i just i saw a video of a kid do a backflip off a couch and a dad like caught the kid and was like don't do that that he was walking away and a kid said thug life and then did it again some kids just don't give a fuck you know and he drowns and so now kayla has to choose isaac or her little brother and kayla is actually smart because she's like my brother's already dead so i'm picking isaac because he's actually alive no, the game realized, like, oh, damn, I can't trick her like that. She kind of got a nice little head on her shoulders. Uh, some people would actually try to choose the dead brother because they just, I don't know, they haven't gotten over it. Seems like Kayla's in a pretty good spot now. So Isaac and Kayla, they hack the the prize number, the, the game. Uh, they start to cheat, and the game kind of tells them that a little bit. And they make it to a storage facility where the game was created. And so they find some sessions where they were working on the game, and they find out that the creator of the game, his name is Beck, and he found a curse in different, like, 
lettering or symbols, and he wrote the game in symbols to make curses. So every symbol was a different type of curse, and in different combinations, it could do different things. And so he realizes that the more people that suffer playing this game, the person that sends out the curse gains good things. And so we see a good example of Beck slices his arm open, and then the person that is suffering on the other side is eating their arm off, makes Beck arm, Beck's arm heal right in front of him. And so that's why this game is out in the world, because people are benefiting from people's suffering. So when they, Kayla and Isaac, they're still trying to cheat a little bit more at the game, the game realizes what they're doing and forces them to play another round. So Kayla is forced to either go fast forward or rewind. And what is she is fast forwarding or rewinding is tape. VHS tape that is in Isaac's body. So she either reverse it to make it go back into his body or fast forward to get it all out. And she actually goes forward a little bit, freaks out and reverses it all back in. And then Isaac tells her just, you gotta, you gotta go one direction and just decide. So she fast forwards and I guess it rips out his guts and Isaac dies and I was like what and Katie was like they killed Ace of Butterfield she we assumed he would make it to the end and I was like fuck man so now Kayla she's on the last level she has to beat the boss she gets a set of coordinates and it leads her to the house at the beginning of the movie and the guy Hal so now she has to take out Hal uh he is kind of lost it this game has made him a very scary and creepy person and he has been torturing his wife and son so Hal explains that he never ended the game and after two levels the game promised to leave him alone if he made more copies so either the game will let you just try to finish it actually I don't think it lets anybody finish it technically you get a couple rounds in and the game's like man this sucks don't it if you make some more copies I'll leave you alone for a little bit and you're like yeah whatever Make sure someone else gets it. So the game gives the order that Kayla and Hal have to fight. But the way the game works is when they experience pain, it comes at the benefit of the other person, which means if Kayla punches Hal, she feels the pain. Hal will not feel it. So after a little bit, they both realize that they have to hurt themselves to win this fight. Hal has a gun, and a couple of times, he's trying to shoot himself in the head, but the family actually helps Kayla out. Kayla grabs a very heavy bust from the house, actually outside, and then holds it and gets shot into the pool. Now, Hal tries to cut his throat, and as he is dying, Kayla dies first by drowning, and Hal drowns. And so now... Kayla has won. She has beaten the game. Hooray! Her family, actually Hal's family, is very happy that Kayla has gotten rid of that very douchebaggy person. So now, the building that Kayla has worked in from the beginning of this movie, named Kismet, which is another way of saying Destiny, was owned by Beck, the guy that made the game. And Beck tells her, who's going to suffer next? And Kayla says, it will only be the people that deserve it. 
And then that drug dealer that lives in her apartment complex, well, he's next on the line to get killed. And that is choose or die. So Katie, who's your favorite character in Choose or Die? So I didn't have a favorite character, but I had a favorite concept. Um, and that would be the concept of the final battle. Because we don't really know prior to the final battle that anything that is happening to her is having the opposite reaction to uh, the guy in the house. Uh, but once you get to the final battle at the house and you get to see her doing this boss battle with Hal and like she's, you know, punching herself in the gut so that Hal feels hurt. That was a really fucking cool concept to me. And like the way that it was thrown in with the 80s video game and the like having to write in your prompt, like, what are you going to do and how are you going to answer this question? It was just brilliant to me. Yeah, it was really spiffy. I liked it. I don't think I've ever seen a movie have a final fight like that where it's opposite. That was really fucking cool. I went with Isaac. I actually liked Ace of Butterfield. I think it's just favoritism, honestly, at this point. But I liked his character a lot. He had reasonable reason to not believe Kayla. But, you know, based on his love for Kayla and just being a friend and actually seeing some shit, he's like, I'm going to help you out. Now, he kind of screwed up because he was like, well, there are ways of winning, but it's cheating. And the game's like, hey, you're a cheater. I'm going to make your guts come out of your body. But I actually enjoyed Isaac all through the movie. It's a shame that he died. And But if he was in the final fight, that had been weird. And I get why he wasn't there now. Because if he was there, there isn't someone for him to fight. It'd be a two-on-one situation. And then, you know, it'd be easier for Kayla. Kayla had to struggle in that final fight, so... Uh, maybe he gets shot then and he goes down. Ooh, I like that. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Easily the drug dealer. Oh, yeah, uh, Lance? The, yeah. yeah, the landlord who is, like, supplying meth or heroin or something to uh, Kayla's mom and just kept making these overly sexualized, like, digs at Kayla. Like, she's a fucking kid. Like, she might have been over 18, but we don't know that explicitly. Yeah. Um, she is just young, and she's trying to take care of her mom, and he's immediately like, oh, well, I know how you can pay a couple months rent. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, put my dick in your mouth. And I was like, bro, can you fucking, like, not? You're so skeezy. Like, he was the worst. Yeah. And it's funny. Usually, in horror movies, there are two types of villains. It's the low-level villain and then the big one. And usually the big one, you gotta deal with that anyway. Usually I enjoy the lower level villains. I did not enjoy this lower level villain. He was just crap. There was nothing redeeming about him. Like, in It, fucking Henry, he was a great lower level villain. He was just a fucking bully that really wanted to hurt those kids and he was a racist. But there was a lot about him. This villain, Lance, he was the piece of shit. And you don't get that much. you just like, I want to have sex with Kayla because I'm a dirty person and I'm giving his giving her mom drugs to just make her life worse. Mm -hmm. What a shitty person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Lance was ass. So, let's do seven-word synopsis. I only have one. Mine is, I feel bad for Isaac in movie. I really, I felt bad, man. He was 
and I, I it sees that type of character like in action movies it's like oh it's my first day on the force it's that new cop you're like oh you shouldn't have said that out loud you're gonna die in this or movie. the old cop who's like i'm one day away from retirement oh you don't say no, anything you don't say it don't say it <laughs> You know, when he was like, I really like you, Kayla. And I was like, okay, that's fine, I guess. But, yeah, he died He died a little too early, I think. If he went down at the house, like, protecting Kayla, or maybe takes a couple of gunshots for her, and then Kayla realizes, like, wait, that didn't hurt me. And then she tries to fight Hal. I think that would have been a little bit cooler. Give me, give me a couple more minutes of Asa. So, Katie. Okay. On that note... Asa Butterfield was a terrible romantic interest. (laughs) There was a moment where, like, the whole reason she was at the diner, she was supposed to meet up with, like, Asa was supposed to meet her, and they were, like, supposed to be going on a date. And 1 a.m. came, and 2 a.m. came, and 3 a.m. came, and then this fucking game took over her life and, like, murdered the waitress, basically, and Asa Butterfield was just, you know, sitting in his chair, coding his fucking character instead of paying attention to the real-life woman right in front of him. Yeah, that was weird because he was super interested in her, but he, like, was working on his game and just forgot. But, like, if I was friends with Katie and I really wanted to be with her, and she's like, hey, meet me for early breakfast, late dinner at this, like, place diner, yeah. I bet your sweet ass I'm gonna be there, even if I'm yeah. working on something. Instead, like, he spent the whole time coding a character to look like Kayla instead of going and spending time with actual Kayla. Like, yeah. bro. It was weird. Fucked up. They could have did something that, like, the game distracted him or maybe locked the door and he couldn't get out. And it's like, okay, that's why he couldn't get there because the game was like, don't want yeah, you there. Yeah, the excuse. Yeah, but they just were like, I don't know, I overslept well, I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. Okay. And then um, final boss battle idea was creative as fuck. And then an actual synopsis of this movie, which I haven't done in a while. (laughs) 80s video game turns player into sacrifice. Hell yeah. So, this film came out April 15th, 2022. Oh, I always fucked that. I'm like, 2002, you know, I was going to say something. 2022. Yeah. So, obviously, this is a Netflix film, so there's no budget or box office. It looks pretty damn good, and the CG wasn't crazy looking. This movie did everything right that VHS has been getting wrong for a long time. When VHS makes movies, the VHS franchise, at least the last handful of movies, they have been doing, like, um, quote, back in the past. They'll, like, pick a year, and this movie will be set in that year. And most of it is okay, but for some reason, VHS always, in in those films, has one of their stories that is completely out of time. And, like, the clothing is weird and doesn't fit with the, yeah. ni- like the 80s or the 90s or whatever the year is. Like, the graphics that are happening with, like, the kills or with technology or whatever. Like, something is off. That is supposed to be a specific way in that year that that movie is coming out. And for whatever reason, whoever the people are who made, who direct that movie or put that section of the movie together decided like, fuck it, I don't care. I want, you know, Avatar level CGI in this film that's from 1982. You know, teach your own, but that's whack as shit. This movie did it 
fucking right. This entire video game, like Cursor as a whole video game, every time you see it, it is legitimately like running on DOS. Yeah. You are they they are playing on an Apple II and you are watching them play this game in DOS where they are using command prompts and it is that attention to detail that is awesome. Like good for you for actually like not only making this about an 80s video game but putting the time and effort to make this 80s video game as realistic to the 80s as you could. Like there was a couple of things in that where they would like it would like fade to a skull or whatever. Yeah. But that had, you know, that tied into the curse. And it wasn't um, like a blanket CGI skull either. It was like still in that green, like, matrixy looking DOS script. Like, it was fantastic. Yeah, the way this movie looked, I'm actually very curious how much money it cost. It looked really fucking good. I, I like this a lot. So, Minority kill count i think that's a big old zero because the mom she survived in the hospital um i don't want any that many other minorities in the film the waitress she ate the glass but i think she survived she didn't die she stopped her from yeah yeah yeah, because the thing she ran up on her and i guess she ate enough glass that the game was like you made it i mean her brother was dead but her brother was dead from the beginning yeah we didn't get to witness the death thank god yeah um i think that's a big zero yeah i agree so the number is still 403 in a tito turtle in a house in a plane full of vampires so katie do you have anything else to say about choose or die before we get out of here this movie's really good and you should watch it yeah i do had not a... trust the reviews yeah i had a great time with this, this. one <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't trust rotten tomatoes and the IMDb star ratings, like yeah, fuck them, man. Fuck them. If you if if a trailer looks promising, fucking sit down and watch that shit. Yeah, like don't uh, go to IMDb and let other people decide what if your this movie deserves your time. I mean, the worst thing, the only thing that you could possibly lose is an hour and a half of your time. But think about all the times that you're sitting looking at your phone, looking at TikToks, or looking at Facebook. That probably adds up to maybe two hours yeah. every day. Just And if you don't like it, just be on TikTok while it's running in the background. Yeah. it's There's so many fun movies that don't get the light of day because some dickhead on Rotten Tomatoes is like, ooh, sucked. And then people this are like... This gave me cancer. Yeah. And yeah. other people will see that review and they're like, I'm not watching that because random dickhead on the internet said it's bad. I'm like, but, but did you want to watch it before that? I mean, kind of. I kind of wanted to, but, you know, these three three people said it's bad. Why don't you just watch it? Like, steal it. Like, if you don't want to pay the $14 for a movie, just steal it and watch it. No, I don't want to. So you won't even watch it for free because this person said it was bad? Wow, you're, you you suck. <laughs> you know, I've watched so many things even though people said it was doo-doo because I like to be my own person. You know, I'm a strong, independent black woman. No one's going to tell me to watch something or not watch something. I'm going to watch it quietly and be like, oh, they were right. I shouldn't watch this. And then I'll quietly turn it off. I've done it a couple times. You know, Terrell is like, don't watch this movie. And I watch it. I'm like, wow, he was right. <laughs> uh, also, why would you trust the internet when the internet told you that Victoria was the scariest movie that it uh, ever existed? I should have not listened to the internet then. That's what I'm saying. Fuck, man. That's what I'm saying. The whole internet. We should do Victoria. 
Just so you can can be on my level. Man, I was waiting. I was like, where's the scary stuff, man? It was an alright story. It's creepy. It just was not scary. It was boring. It was like more than an hour and a half. It was like two hours. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this is a boring movie. Then it was like, the end. I was like, bet you were terrified. I'm like, I really wasn't. I wasn't. This was boring as shit. I'm actually mad. I was like, hate watching it. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about old-timey video games, or cheating, or just the way that Katie says life or death, you can tweet her at AllentownPod. We have an email that is AllentownPresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at AllentownPresents. So, this was episode 19, the pocket in the books, out of sight. We have 12 more movies, and hey, we're, we're getting, we're past the hump, and we're, we're coasting through we're, we're getting there, y'all. I'm thinking up some more movies that Kitty and I can do because I really love talking to my wife. You know, it sounds like a like, sappy little cop out, but I really do like showing her scary movies and talking about them. So I'm trying to find movies, some new ones. I kind of want to do Halloween 2 and no, not the new sequel, old, the original sequel. That movie's really fucking good, also. But, um, there's a couple of great movies out there, and we will sit down and do them. And we have a couple more with the gang, and some really new movies too. So, the music you listen to right now is Flippin' Combined Effort, Flippin' CE, and where you can find them, Studio Feats Us. Thank you so much for the artwork. So, for Katie, for Sleepy Old Bella that likes knocking stuff over, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye guys. Bye. So, <laughs> would you have you ever played any like games that had like some sweepstakes to them or anything like that because mm-hmm. i know when we were kids there were a couple of games there were things like on tv they're like if you mail this in or you mail enough of these you no. know box tops you'll win this thing no uh when we were kids the cereal had toys in it and that was enough for me yeah i had friends that would do those things they were like my parents would never buy enough of that shit. We were yeah. poor. My parents weren't buying enough of anything to make an, to get enough box tops to do anything. Like yeah. there was one that I called into because I was just I thought it was so cool and people you know these kids were like trying their best to win. But I was like I never did that and like video game tournaments and stuff like that. I'm like nah, I'm good. I I can't do it. The only thing I ever called into as a kid that I can remember is voting for the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> Remember when you had to, like, yeah. you had to call a number and then, like, dial in the fucking votes, like, what you wanted to vote for. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I can remember me and my cousin, like, staying up late. I don't know. It was like we were watching SNCC, and they had, like, an advertisement for yeah. it. We're like, hey, call this numbers to vote for your Kids' Choice Awards. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's fucking do that. And I remember doing that, but that's, like, it. <laughs> I picture little Katie dialing in. She's like, Keenan and Kel, please. <laughs> oh, here it goes. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I wish I did that. I did. I used to, it wasn't a crank call, but I used to call um, Hooked on Phonics because their number was 1-800-ABCDEFG. And I would dial it and it was like, uh, Hooked on Phonics, how can I help you? And I would just hang up because I got scared. I did it a couple times. <laughs> But no, I never called stuff like that. Mm -mm. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye.